Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to again empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.com. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is JR, IT tech, web admin, and board member of the Love Yourself Foundation. And I'm Ayla, LYF podcast production intern, and we are your hosts. Ayla, it's good to see you. Good to see you too. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Last time we saw each other was the June Love Yourself Expression event. And man, what an event that was. That was the last one that we're doing this season. We won't be starting back up until the fall, but we definitely left on a high note for sure. No, definitely. I think that's my favorite one that I've been to so far. And if you're listening to this and you missed it, don't worry. There'll definitely be more coming in the fall. But wow. great performers. It's always such an interesting thing to to see everyone there and full of open energy, positive energy and just wanting to enjoy each other's presence. It's it's one of my favorite things, favorite parts of the month. Yeah, and this was the first event that we had where there were no more restrictions. Um we can actually dance finally and whoop whoop. <laughs> I, mean, I I saw you. I saw you with your boyfriend. And I enjoyed that. I was happy that everyone we got was to, dancing. <laughs> I was happy that we were able to get away from the from the table because we manned the the stream during the event. So Ayla's doing the uh, moderation within the streams, and I'm running the stream. So we kind of are on the whole entire time trying to just do you know our part. So Definitely. we don't really get to walk around and do stuff too often. But it was kind of nice to set everything up and actually go and partake into the event yeah so that was but we do get front row seats which is really nice that that (laughs) is true the perks of working and volunteering for the love yourself foundation which uh it's amazing if y'all didn't get to go it's okay like ayla said we'll be doing it again soon um you can catch the restream of the event on youtube or twitch channel but you definitely have to come next time in person because that was amazing Yeah. And I constantly am trying to tell people like it's different than you expect it to be. The venue is different than you would expect it to be. And it's something that you have to really go to to understand. But to really be in a place where there's such a community of people that want to promote self-love and loving each other, loving the planet. um, It's it's something you got to (laughs) experience. Definitely, Absolutely. Yeah. Just having everybody there and, and sharing that same kind of message and just enjoying everybody's company again, you know? That was really, really beautiful. And also, we launched our first episode. It's out there in the wild for everyone to hear. Uh, the talk about compassion and 
I really enjoyed that episode. I really enjoyed that experience and doing that with you. Um, how do you feel about the first episode? It was really fun. It's something that neither of us could really project what it was going to be. Um, for those out there, me and JR actually had not had a conversation of that length ever. And I don't that's know right. if that's obvious, but <laughs> but we enjoy the conversation in general. And we're both just two people trying to explore each each theme. And um, it's an exciting thing. I'm really happy that we get to do this. Yeah, uh, it was pretty exciting to have the opportunity to do it. And I'm happy that we are full steam ahead. And we're already into our second episode, so let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode is on self-determination. What is self-determination? Basically, it's the process by which a person controls their own life. So I guess basically what we're saying is we decide what we do in our life. That sometimes there may be external factors, but ultimately it is on us to figure out what it is that we want for ourselves, what it is that we want to do for ourselves, and how that kind of transcends through your life. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, The way I understand it is it's the way you motivate your own decisions without external influence. So what goes through your head when you are making a decision? What motivates you? What causes you not to do something? And um, how does that process look like for you? It's kind yeah. of a, a broad topic, but it's something that is really important when you're understanding yourself and understanding how to reach your goals. Because without knowing how to motivate yourself, obviously, um, it can be harder to get there. Absolutely. I feel like for myself, um, I think a lot of what I do throughout, especially getting older too, is kind of seeking that validation of others, right? And trying to do certain things that are either going to please your parents or please your closest friend or somebody that you work with that you kind of lose sight of what it is that you are trying to do for yourself and maybe sometimes what you want to do for yourself others won't approve of or don't understand what that may be but it's so important to always check in with yourself and make sure that is this something that I want to do for me or is this something that I'm doing for someone else? Because if you're doing it for somebody else, sometimes more than, you know, sometimes it might be a negative thing instead of you trying to really just tackle the things that is important to you. Yeah, I really, really like how you mentioned that because, I mean, we're all human. We all do take external factors into consideration. How does it affect other people? Um, what are the outcomes of the decision? It's not really only about us, but I do like to point out that everyone is different. And it's really important because you need to understand the factors that go into a decision. What are your values? What are the things that come first? Because everyone has a different variation. Of course, my um, determining factors are going to be very different than JR's. I mean, we may have a couple things in common, but um, of course, the ranking and the way we perceive our our every factor that goes into a decision it's really um a personal thing and that's why it's so important to understand because that's why it's self-determination it's how you determine how to move forward um not necessarily how other people would right and i think that it gives you that 
individuality as well that uh, you kind of stand out from the pack so to speak because you are leaning into the things that make you happy or the things that bring you joy or fulfillment in your life that you can definitely say for yourself that this is for me and this is for me only and I'm not doing this for anybody else but myself and you know sometimes that might come off as I'm saying it might sound conceited Mm -hmm. or might tap into ego a little bit too much but I think if you really understand the difference between those um, factors it really isn't because all that's really of concern is what is it for you yeah and sometimes we lose sight about who we are i think very often we do we always want to do what society sees as best and you know that's always going to be a factor in it well it's it's hard to go against the green it, it really is and it's not something that i can sit here and just say yeah I totally understand just have awareness of your own decision making and go for it it's it's hard to do and hard to shy away from but lean into existentialism for a second, it's really important to remember that you only have so long on the earth and that you want to be making decisions that ultimately are the best decision for you. Um, I know sometimes that we kind of hinder our own happiness for other people, um, but that can ultimately cause you to regret later on. And so it's really important for you to have something called an opportunity cost. And look at, okay, if I decide not to do this, what am I losing? And if I decide to do this, what am I losing? So you're kind of seeing what you're giving up by doing each each part of the process, I guess. Um, and seeing that, okay, if I'm not doing what I want to do, is that really going to be best for me later on? And more often than not, it's, <laughs> it's not going to make your life any better. Right. And so, yeah, it's just something to take in consideration. Like I said, it's not easy. Um, we are very much oriented towards what other people see as best for us. And oftentimes we seek that. We want other people to tell us because sometimes we don't know. We're like, is this the right decision? A lot of people are saying I should do this other thing, but I don't, I don't agree with that. Is that wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and that's kind of a scary thing to go through. But the more you understand it, I think that the easier it becomes. And I think um, today as we explore this topic, and we talk about believing in yourself and taking risks um, that I really prompt you to um, take a minute and just think to yourself and reflect on your own decisions, your own thought processes, and really how you want to move forward with this information. Yeah, I really like that. I can't wait till we get to the part where we do talk about taking those risks and, and achieving those goals that you set for yourself, because I think it's really important to understand that it is kind of the building blocks of your personality, your individuality, um, that it needs to be taken into consideration for you to continue this journey that you're on. And with doing the research for this episode, um, there was something that did come up called the self-determination theory, which I've never heard of before. Uh, Basically, Self-determination theory is basically the idea that everything comes from internal and not external, and you need to really harness that power within yourself to make the decisions or the choices throughout your life 
without having those external forces guiding you in a different direction. And there are three things that are important within this theory um, that kind of creates that harmonious um, act of being self-determined. And it's autonomy, competence, and relatedness. So autonomy is your choiceful or self-initiating self um, that allows you to make the decisions for yourself and be confident in those decisions that you make. Competence is a master of things that are important to you. So basically, when you get into uh, when you make a decision for yourself or you're trying to achieve a particular goal, you want to be the best at doing that to kind of build that confidence within yourself. So that's what competence is. And then relatedness is the cared for and connected with others. So basically, when you're on this kind of self-determination journey, you're trying to make sure that not only are you good with yourself, but inherently everybody around you will be accepting of the things that you are trying to do for yourself, which I think is really, really cool. Right. Yeah. And I want to mention that Um, these three things are kind of the factors that go into a decision. So autonomy is kind of saying that you are ultimately in control of this decision, that there isn't any other um, factor that is forcing you into a decision. Nobody's holding you at gunpoint. You're not um, having to do something you wouldn't want to do because of survival needs. Um, So autonomy is important. Competence is important because you need to understand the situation. It's hard to make a decision properly and choose it with confidence if you don't necessarily know what the decision entails. So um, what one thing over another thing means and what the consequences of either is. If you don't really know that, it's hard to make um, a true decision, I guess, is the best way to put it. And relatedness, um, this is really important because as we've been talking about, there's a lot of those external factors and we do take other people into consideration and that's not necessarily a bad thing because as you were saying with the conceitedness or um, selfishness, that if we don't take our decisions um, into like consideration of how does this affect other people, even if it's for me, even if I'm making a decision that's best for me, if I don't take into consideration how that affects other people, then that's going to be harmful <laughs> down right, the line. Right. May, in this very moment, it may not be a harmful decision, but as you get into the routine of not considering other people, it can lead to things that end up harming the people around you, whether you really know it or not. Um, if you lack this, it's kind of as if you don't know or don't care to know how it's affecting other people. But um, likewise, all of these things are important to establish how you are determining your decision. Because if you can completely make the decision on your own needs, it's not being forced. And if you understand the decision and you're taking others into consideration, then this theory really demonstrates why it is you're making that decision. So all of those things aside, what's motivating you and what is your personality saying that's making you choose one thing or another? So saying me and JR have both of these things and we're making the same decision, um, we could take different things into consideration and end up choosing something different. And that's just because of our personality and what comes into play. And I think that's fascinating, don't you? Right. Like it's just Oh yeah. It's crazy how how almost like complex that is but also so simple to understand. Yeah, and when I was looking that up when it comes to the self-determination theory, 
it was very interesting to see how all of these things are connected in some certain way, which a lot of these things you kind of just in your head, you're like, oh yeah, of course that makes sense. Of course that makes sense. Yeah. But when it's put into this kind of situation or these sentences, you start to realize like, oh yeah, I've never really thought of it the way that it is put in front of me. Mm -hmm. I always just assumed that I knew what it was. And kind of going back to, you know, the conceitedness or or the the ego part of self-determination or that idea, I think that for myself, I think I humble myself maybe a little bit too much. That hinders me from really seeing what my self-worth is, seeing the things that I that make me happy, the things that I love to do or the the people I love to see or whatever the case may be, that I kind of put myself into this little box of trying to please other people that are around me or try to make the decisions based on what other people are going to think. And I think that over time that has hindered me from making those big decisions or taking those risks because I'm always thinking about oh, what, am, what, am, what is my parents going to say about this? or mm-hmm. what does my best friend think if I go and do this? Yeah. And really, I think it, it's just been holding me back from doing a lot of stuff in my life mm-hmm. that doing stuff like this, you know, t- having this conversation with you and talking to people within the Love Yourself Foundation, I'm starting to understand that, no, you need to be your own person. You need to make those decisions for yourself because at the end of the day, it's only going to be you yeah. that has to live with those, right? Um, so why not, with what you had mentioned before, we're only here for a limited time. Mm-hmm. So why not make the best of it and make those decisions that make you happy versus trying to get validation from others? Yeah. And there's two things that um, happen when, when this comes into play. Your situation with constantly wanting to make sure other people and their happiness comes first, it's not an abnormal one. Um, and it's something that kind of takes practice and building upon to get rid of. But there's two things that happen. And the first is that you begin to lose belief that you can do what you want to do. So with constantly putting other people in their things first, you lose the confidence in yourself to pursue what you want to pursue and to do what you make, what makes you happy. And so what that ends up doing is the second thing, which it ends up building resentment towards those people. And they're not doing anything wrong, right? You're the one that's choosing to put them first, but subconsciously you end up kind of harboring this resentment in yourself because they're getting what they want but you're the one that's enabling that behavior right so it's, it's almost like a, a lose-lose situation because you're not getting what you want to make you happy and you're also starting to have resentment towards the people close to you and so it's kind of uh rock in a hard place right. <laughs> because yeah, you exactly. also at that point have lost the confidence to say i can choose myself first because once you get to that point it's I mean, you can speak from your own experience, but I know I have gotten to that point and really have been like, ah, it's, it feels weird now to choose myself, like wrong almost. Yeah. And uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head. That's exactly how I've always been. 
I've definitely been better at understanding myself in the past maybe year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the pandemic helps with that because you're literally by yourself with your own thoughts. So I did a lot of work during that time. But yeah, that's exactly who I was a long time ago and, and trying to make sure everybody else is happy before I'm happy. And then it's exactly what you said. You start to have that kind of resentment towards others because you see everybody else around you doing the things that you wish you could be doing. But because you can't get your mind in the right place to make those decisions for yourself, you start to have this kind of negativity towards each other. And I think a lot of that is prevalent in social media. Um, I think it, this is very broad, but you know, people usually post all the good stuff all the time, the trips that you're having, uh, the accolades, everything that you start to look at yourself and just like, man, I wish I was going to Bali. Me too. Man, I, wish I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was making six figures, a million dollars, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's just, it's not good for your mental health when it gets to that point. It's hard to believe in yourself too, because no one's posting that they're making $9 an hour and that right. they cried watching a show because it reminded them of their childhood. Like nobody's posting that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But, but like, there's so many universal human experiences that are like, not necessarily happy <laughs> that right. like nobody's talking about. And it makes you feel kind of alone. But and I'm mentioning that because um, as we're talking about self-determination and belief in yourself, that it's really important to um, stop comparing your your experience to social media. It's a different mm-hmm. thing when you really can know someone personally or maybe even a family member. They can usually understand more closely, but um, you have no idea what the person is doing day to day. You see a picture. I know a lot of people are in Hawaii right now. I want to be. but i'm not you know what i mean and um but i'm not letting that hinder my decisions and and really take away my confidence that one day i can be in hawaii right yeah exactly (laughs) yep that's what i'm talking about so i mean it's it's a definitely a battle because i mean actually though can we talk about how instagram turned off the like and view count i think that's amazing and oh did they i didn't even know yeah I mean, I think it's a setting you have to turn off, turn off on your like privacy mm. settings. But I think that's amazing because once you stop trying to look at things as how can I get the most views and likes, and I really enjoyed this photo or this thing, but not all. Like I think yeah. that <laughs> I think that once you get can get past that, you can start actually enjoying life and actually enjoying people's content and not thinking, oh, everyone's liking this. Maybe maybe I need to be posting like that or supporting that you know right yeah and i can say firsthand um i have my own uh youtube channel with uh, my best friend sam and ever since we started it like at the beginning of this year um youtube has an analytics app that goes along with the channel so you can see you know how everything is going who's watching it how often that kind of thing and I have caught myself a couple times of opening up that app and just like, how does this video have more views than the other one? Yeah. Or what is it that's different from here than the, the one I posted two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And you kind of get into this mode of just chasing the number. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I, I think if you stop looking at that 
and really just either start posting stuff that you enjoy and leaving it be. Um, and the key thing is that you enjoy. Because yes. that's basically what you're doing. You're kind of giving yourself up to social media, people who are around, who are watching, who are following. Um, you're posting this up because it makes you happy. Or at least you would hope that you're doing that and not mm-hmm. trying to chase that validation that we we're talking about. Um, that your life is a lot easier or it's a lot happier that you're not yeah. having to wholly focus on that. And you can be more genuine too, because I think that once you start thinking, how can this get the most like views, listened, um, you start kind of sacrificing the authenticity that is behind why you chose to really pursue what you did. And I know with me starting my own podcast, um, I battled with that for a long time. What are people going to think? So many people from high school follow me. Like, that's kind of weird for me to suddenly say, I'm doing this now. So I think that once you can really sit with yourself and say, why am I choosing to do this? Is it because it makes me happy or is it because X, Y, Z? Am I not doing it because of other people or because of myself? Like, that's something that I battled with for a while. And you definitely feel much more free once you finally give in to really the goals that you have set because they're never going to go away. Like you'll constantly be in your mind saying, what if I did pursue that goal? Like it keeps coming up in my head. I keep saying, wow, I really want to do this, but I'm not feeding into it and it'll never go away. You're constantly going to hear that idea, that thing that you want to do kind of sit there in your mind and say, when is this happening? Right, right. <laughs> and so exactly. like, it's just, like that voice is really kind of a nice thing because it's it's your best self telling you exactly what you need to do. And a lot of people are like, I don't know what to do moving forward. I don't know where to start. I don't know who I am. I think of like, well, what is that voice telling you? Like, is it saying that you want to go take a kickboxing class, even though you have no experience? Like, is that what that voice is telling you? Right. Go for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just start with one thing that you can hear and, um, because it's really easy to pursue things when it's you that are wanting to do them. That's where the motivation comes from. And I think when people struggle to get up to it to work or do the things that they need to do, um, it's because there's not really a, an internal motivation to do them. They're doing it for some other reason. And that's why um, this is such an interesting topic to me. Yeah. Self-determination, motivation, it all is tied in together. So basically. So a few examples of self-determination, like you had mentioned before, is taking risks, having the drive to go for your goals, believing in yourself. And we kind of touched base on on that throughout this episode and uh, making your own decisions, which is very, very important. There was a question that I wanted to pose to you when it comes to self-determination is, is it fate or is it in your hands or is it destiny? Or is it self-determination? And that's just, this is a topic that I always kind of bring up with, with people that I talk to. Because I've struggled with this question a lot. Are things already predetermined in your life that they were all going to happen anyways? Or are these decisions that you're making your own decisions and this is what's driving your life? And for a very long time, I actually did believe in fate, or at least a, a, a part of what fate is that you know certain people come into your life that's fate they just showed up there's so many people on this earth that for example you and me met how what are the odds of us (laughs) you know what i mean what are the odds of us 
connecting uh because as small as vegas is still pretty populated area mm-hmm. we could have been in other places i might have not said yes to lyf you might not said yes to lyf and we might have never met so is it fate or is it because we decided to be a part of this organization that's how we ended up meeting so that's just a very small example of that but i have kind of moved on from the idea of it being fate or destiny to actually believing that no the decisions that i'm making are my own decisions and this is what these are the outcomes of that so i want to know what your take is on that this is something that i've talked about very much and it's something that's always an interesting topic to me um there is no right answer like philosophers still debate this so don't take what i say as the truth because no one knows um yeah i don't know either so don't listen to me (laughs) (laughs) um so as a psychology like having a bachelor's in psychology this is something super interesting because when you come to know um the entirety of an individual and what goes into it you understand that there's so many factors that determine you and because of those things which i'll explain i know that sounds kind of broad um for example like certain things that happen when you're a kid or certain experiences lead you to perceive life a certain way which will then lead you to have certain actions and so in that way you can perceive things as quote unquote fate because do you really have free will if all of these things made you who you are and your every decision you make from now on will go through that personality funnel? Like if you think of um, me being an introvert and all X, Y, Z, any of these personality traits, um, every decision that I make will go through that personality. And so is it free will then if I'm bound by my personality? Mm. And that's kind of like woke, <laughs> I guess, if you think about it, like it's kind of hard to understand because you're like, well, yeah, I have free will. Like you want to say you can choose anything, but, and you can, like, that's why I battle with this myself because at any moment you can choose to do whatever you want to do. Like you can go run down the street naked. You can go swim in the Bellagio pool. Like you can do whatever you want to do. You can do both of those if you want. (laughs) You can, like, there's nothing stopping you. However, your own brain, like, is choosing not to do those because of your personality. And because of that, you're, as I said, bound because it's like, oh yeah, I can do them. And I know I can do them, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's kind of like your awareness of, of that, that binding is the only way I can really portray it. Um, but I think that it's easier in retrospect to want fate to be real because it's easier to understand. If you really think about like, for example, um, the only way I, re- I met my boyfriend was because of COVID. And like th- mm. the reason that I met him is because he wasn't in Iowa for school. And so if COVID never happened, he would have still been in Iowa and I would have never met him. And so when I think about it, I'm like, oh, it's fate. Like all of these sequence of actions led me to this moment of meeting you. Or um, if you think about like why I chose a psychology degree and me coming across the Love Yourself Foundation, like to, to finally meet you and do this podcast. Like when you look at a series of events like that, you're like, there's no way it's not fate because everything led to this moment, but everything will always lead to whatever moment you're, you're in. <laughs> right. So I right. think that with that understanding of fate, um, it's, it kind of falls apart because no matter what you do, you will always see the events that led to that. Right. And so it's, 
not necessarily fate as the chain of events. <laughs> but, right, but like, yeah. like, of course, there's going to be a result of an action. And that, that result, per se, um, isn't fate. It's just your choice. And you're always going to see the actions that lead to that. We get deep on these episodes, <laughs> all right? Everyone listening, hold on to your butts because this is getting crazy. <laughs> yep. We're diving in for episode two. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is going full steam ahead. So, yeah, I, it's just one of those things where after now talking to you, maybe my mindset is more of a mixture of the both where, yeah. you know, fate is more external factors that you had no control over. Yeah. 100%. Just like you said, if COVID never happened, you would have never met your boyfriend, right? That is something that we didn't have any control over. We didn't exactly have a, a hand in that. So, um, so maybe fate is those external factors, but ultimately you still get to decide because in this particular example, you still had to say, yes, let's be in a relationship with each other. Definitely. That was the the decision that you had to make and nothing else that was not fate per se because sure that you guys might have been put together but you all might not have clicked ultimately. the vibe might have been off and ultimately you guys might have not been together but because it did and eventually you saying that you know what i can see myself being in a relationship with this person then you kind of made that free will choice to kind of continue that so yeah I mean, and that's where self-determination comes from because you are determining the outcomes. Right. Like whatever is thrown at you through fate, I guess, is what we're going with. Um, you can decide what, what comes out of that. Like I could have been like, nah, I'm not interested in this guy. Right. <laughs> or I, I, it's, not, it's not exactly what I'm looking for. Um, but at the end of the day, like you decide those factors that come into it. It always comes back to that. Like what is behind your decision? And that's really the central point that you need to be looking at to decide, okay, like it's not fate necessarily, but I see there's a pattern here in what I'm going for. Can I identify what are those things in that pattern? And once you can find that, you can use that to understand other areas of your life better. Yeah. And going into that, um, I know we had touched on failure when it comes to making the decisions that you want to do or that you want to make for yourself. So the idea of the fear of failure, do you believe that that's more of an internal or an external struggle? Uh, it's an internal thing that you battle, but it's caused by external factors. So mm -hmm. in Western society, meaning like America, um, we really care about what other people think of us. Like it's not ever, it doesn't ever feel like a community thing. You really feel like an individual which has its benefits, but in being so individualistic and you are your own person, you have your own successes, um, you, you kind of take that to be your core personality. Like, I, my worth is based off my success. Um, and so once, once you start seeing that, my worth is how much money I make, how much work I do, um, how much I achieve, you start to see failure as the enemy <laughs> because that's, yep. that's the polar end of the spectrum. And so caused it's caused by society standards but it's an internal battle that you have to face and i used to be um i used to be more afraid of it and then i realized that it's kind of failure is a temporary a temporary thing and it's what is necessary to 
achieve success, really. You can't just suddenly be the best at something. You have to practice and work hard and keep going despite the failure because it's kind of uh, just showing you like what you're doing wrong, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Like, you right. know how to not approach it next time. And uh, that's all you can do. But with, with failure, it's really hard to um, say that it's okay. I'm ready to fail. Like it's not, it's, it's fine. Uh, but once you can get past that, you really can see how much further you can make your success, how much further you can be happy because you aren't limiting yourself based on the fear of what if it doesn't work? And that's why I try to tell myself, like, what if it does work? What if I fail in between and there's some mistakes, but I get over that and I become really good at what I'm going for. And that's yeah. really, that's what drives me personally and my motivators. Yeah, I really, I really like that actually. And the, the idea of just saying it's okay to fail, I mm -hmm. think is a huge thing for your mental well-being because you've accepted the fact that sure i might fall on my face when i do x y or z but it's okay because i know that i'm gonna get myself back up and i'm gonna do better the next time or it's a realization of hey maybe this isn't for me but at least i tried it and now i can move on to the next thing and just being able to accept the idea of it's okay to fail really does kind of transcend who you are as an individual and something that I struggle with constantly because I've always thought that the fear of failure like you were saying is an external struggle because I think that if I fail who is it that I'm failing is it the automatic response yeah. that I have am I failing my parents am I failing my friends uh, am I failing the team I'm working with at work um, and it's always kind of been that idea but lately it's been more so of an internal thing now of just you know i don't want to fail for myself because i don't want to and again you know seeking that kind of validation is i don't want to look dumb or i don't or you don't want to let people down right i don't want to let people down um but i've been trying really hard to embrace that idea more because it provides me more opportunities to try new things yeah. like this podcast for example um me speaking has kind of been an issue the past i don't know four or five years i stumble over my sentences i flub words it's hard for me to make sentence sentences connect stutter sometimes but the more that i do it the more comfortable i feel doing it um that that fear of embarrassing myself in front of mm -hmm. someone in, you know, right now it's just you and me talking, but everybody else is going to be listening to this. So yeah. Um, letting go of that insecurity, mm -hmm. I think has been a really big thing for me at least. And kind of going into a personal experience of mine when it comes to the fear of failure is when Monica, Monica Garcia, our founder of LYF, she last like middle of last year she had hit me up and she said hey you know i think that you'd be a really good fit for love yourself foundation mind you the only thing i've ever been doing is just my work at unlv that's all i've done for the past 16 years i haven't really ventured wow. off into doing anything else that when she mentioned that i was like 
I don't know if I'm going to be good for this. I've never done something like this. Uh, the work that she wanted me to do, I didn't really do it at a, like a bigger scale or anything like that. So I, yeah. it was a lot of self-talk, self-down talk, actually. of just like, nah, you're not ready for this. You, you, can't, you can't do this. But something, for some reason, just possessed me to say, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be a part mm-hmm. of it. Great. Thank you for the opportunity. Ever since that point in my life, I've been more inclined to say yes to things. I've been more inclined to try new things too. So it started with me joining LIF and then being a part of the Love Yourself Foundation podcast, doing an episode or two on that. I've never done that before. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. Because before, I never liked being in front of the camera. I don't like pictures yeah. of myself, any of that stuff. Cut to now having my own YouTube show. Uh, doing another podcast here with you, uh, being a part of Love Yourself Expression, all these other things that I never thought I would be involved in. But just because I was able to say yes gave me that confidence of, no, you can do it. And if you don't know how to do it, you'll learn how to do it. And then eventually you'll be the master of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times, for me, I used to say, oh, this seems really interesting. I want to do it. Whatever it was, maybe crochet or painting. And I would do it and I would not be instantly perfect at it. And so I would be like, ah, this isn't for me. (laughs) Even though I I was really interested in it and I enjoyed the process, I wasn't stellar and I did have mistakes. And that that process of comparing our beginning to someone's expert level um, and seeing, wow, these people that are posting themselves doing these activities they seem so good at it and why why when i paint it's not looking like that i think that that that's the hindrance for you is because our definition of failure is not being at someone else's perfect and not or or expert level and so once i started realizing that i was doing that i started telling myself to enjoy the process more and saying yeah it may not come out like picasso it may not be selling for a million dollars but i had a fun time making it And that completely changed my life because I started doing things that I enjoyed despite what the outcome was. And with that, as you do it more, you get better with it, of course. Like as you practice, you start learning things to look for, or maybe you watch more YouTube videos. I'm taking an art class right now at UNLV, learning a lot. Oh, cool. (laughs) And so I I think that a lot of times that's that's the problem is one, the fear of failure because of how other people perceive us and Two, that we're comparing ourselves to a standard that we're not at yet. Like everyone is a beginner at some point. You don't just suddenly have a gift. Maybe some people pick it up faster, but you don't start off great as someone that's doing perfect. And uh, the Olympics is happening right now, and they're not just gifted. Like they, they practice long, long days. They probably don't have much of a life, and that's what right. they dedicate themselves to. And so, it's just in all aspects of your life, whatever you see, you can, you can point out things that like, I need to stop giving myself such a hard time because I haven't given myself the time to learn. I love that. Someone needs to put that on a nice little background, put her words <laughs> right on that thing, post it everywhere. Cause that was amazing. But you're absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Absolutely right, uh, and I think that I kind of lose sight of that a little bit. Of 
trying to be the best at what it is that I'm trying to do, but I have to understand and I continue to understand that, hey, you're just starting out and not into a negative way, but this is how I work is you're going to suck. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> yes. to suck. All right. Everyone starts somewhere. Everyone where they begin is not that great, but hey, the more you do it and over time, it will get better and you will then become that professional, that master of whatever it may be. Um, but as long as you give yourself that self-determination and making those decisions of, yes, I want to do this for myself. It might not be great at first, but if I just stick with it, it's going to be good. That idea of self-determination, I really like, and I really enjoy, and I think that it's very important. And if uh, there was something I read a while ago, and it said that if you started doing something two weeks ago, today you would be two weeks better at it. And so when you think about like, just start, it doesn't have to be perfect. When I started my podcast, I was so bent over the details and making sure everything was in line. And I realized that I was never going to start if I kept seeing it as that, because it's more important to start and grow than to prolong something because you're afraid. And so I think that's just the biggest takeaway when you're determining like what you want to do is to try to force yourself as much as you can remind yourself to really lose that external need for validation and yeah. and try to try to seek your own motivators inside and what what makes you happy what you're interested in yeah I, I love that a lot and it really just goes in hand in hand with everything that you do throughout your life and I think that's really important to understand that and you know don't be afraid like you said don't be afraid to fail don't be afraid to not take that risk and this is pretty much the overarching idea of this whole entire episode is believe in yourself to make those decisions of the things that you want to do i think that's amazing I believe you can reach them yes that's really important i uh since growing up my parents have always told me you know the classic do you can do whatever you want to do like you will be good at whatever you choose to just work hard at it and make sure you're happy and you'll be the best at it and so I've always had that belief and whenever I was looking to do a, a hard class or maybe pursue a job I never had a doubt in my mind that I could do the best job I could do because of that and um, a lot of times when you start believing in yourself and having that, that confidence, a lot of other people will be like, whoa, why are you confident? Or why are you not nervous or afraid of failure? Because you should. And so sometimes it kind of gets lonely because you're like, oh, I have this belief that I can achieve my goals because I know that despite failure, by obstacles, that I'm going to work hard and that I'm going to continue to try to get better to reach my goals. And so what I try to remember is that no one sees your vision like you do. No one knows what you see the outcome to be. Everyone has their own lens of thinking, you know, as we were talking about, everything runs through the funnel of our personality. And so the way I perceive my goals and how I'm going to achieve them may look crazy <laughs> to some other people. They may be like, wow, that is totally not in my own reach. But just because someone else doesn't believe they could achieve it doesn't mean that you can't achieve your own goals. And that's why I think the most important thing is to find what motivates you, not what motivates other people, not what researchers say work and that you need to do. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you. 
you need to reflect on what what motivates me because for me personally reverse psychology when people are like you're gonna fail you know all these like that doesn't push me to try harder (laughs) and and it's and it seems like oh like you know take what your haters say and make it make it work for you and for me like that's not what motivates me what motivates me is understanding my own goals and seeing myself there and really like envisioning myself um happy really and that's what motivates me and I know that if I want to get things done that my room has to be clean that xyz has to be in place and after a lot of reflecting I've found the things that have made me work better and so I think that the first step for anyone trying to determine how to reach their goals and believe in their self is to say what motivates me and what am I trying to go for like what are the goals that I'm seeking do I want a a new job do I want promotion a raise do I want more friends do I want like what what is it you're going for and try to understand the thought process behind that yeah and actually with you mentioning about job uh, this kind of goes into what I'm been doing for myself and the self-determination of understanding what it is that I want to support um, I've been doing quite a lot of soul searching recently because I think that I'm ready to make that leap of leaving the job that I have now to pursue my own venture my own thing and I never thought that I'd be able to utter those words <laughs> because of how long <laughs> I've been at my job but yeah I think that there's a lot there that I had to decide ultimately what is it that makes me happy and me being creative is what makes me happy and that stems from a lot of things that I've been involved in recently that kind of woke me up a little bit and maybe see that maybe working my job another five years ten years isn't something that I want anymore and And that's okay Right, yeah, and giving myself the opportunity to say, okay, you can do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You might not know what it is right now, which I will <laughs> tell you, I am so scared because I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have been trying to figure that part out, but I want to give myself that opportunity to, at least maybe just for a year, to really figure out what it is that I want to do for myself that makes me happy and actually pursue that because a lot of what goes through my head is sure I am involved in all these different things I'm doing these creative projects but it's really after five or it's on the weekend that I told myself what if I had eight hours throughout the week every day to do something that I actually want to do and that really sparked in my head of Okay, I think it might be time. Mm-hmm. And if you gave yourself the time, the belief, like what could you achieve? Right. It's, it's not easy work, it's hard work and scary work. But yes. If you're willing to do that, like put in that time, put in that energy at work. Sky's the limit, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, it, it's exciting for sure. Uh nervous, scared, but excited at the same time of the possibility of where this might go. But it all comes back to what motivates you and what is the self-determination factor for yourself of making those decisions to take you to the next level. So 
Yeah, I'm really opening up here. Um, that. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Um, with that, I wanted to transition in some quotes that we've chosen. Um, we'll read the quote, explain why it meant something to us. So to start for me, um, the quote is, don't wish to be normal, wish to be yourself. To the hilt, find out what you're best at and develop it. And hopscotch your weaknesses. Wish to be great at whatever you are by Lois McMaster. And I don't know why, but this is something that has been really important to me um, and something that I've tried to spread to others and I'm trying to do currently with my own podcast, that once you totally give in to committing to being yourself authentically, like what is it that makes you happy? What clothes make you feel the most confident? What food make you feel the best? What adventures do you want to go on? Like once you start putting all those in place and and stop lying to yourself and society about who you are, like that's a beautiful thing, and it's something that releases you from kind of these these folds of of what you're supposed to be. Like once you let go of what you're supposed to be, quote unquote, and give into who you really are, like that's just it leaves me speechless, honestly. And it's yeah. really nice to to consider, like to remind yourself, like wish to be yourself, and that's. That's something that you just are like, you, you find comfort in almost. Yeah, and it's that idea of not keeping up with the Joneses. It's not trying to either put this facade on or, like you said, try to be somebody who you're not because it has this kind of validation factor for people who are looking from the outside in. Um, that if you really do just believe in yourself and do the things that make you happy, that ultimately you will live that fulfilled life. And I think that that is the most important factor of what, you know, what we're here for, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I really do enjoy that quote. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Speechless, she said. Speech. I am, I am. What's the quote that you chose? Uh, it's a very simple one, but it's a very powerful one from Ralph Waldo Emerson. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. And I totally think that gives that, you the power. Right. And that resonated with me, especially with everything I've been talking about today. But, um, you know, we get to decide what we want. We get to decide who we want to be, what we want to pursue, who we want to love, et cetera, et cetera. And if we continue to understand that and actually believe those words, it can be a very powerful thing. And I really do like that. Something that I have to remind myself of often. <laughs> but it is very refreshing. cool to, to understand. Right. It's very refreshing. Yeah. I, I love reading that. And kind of like I mentioned, you know, I have that belief in myself that whatever I do, I know I'll work hard. And, and that kind of gives me uh, a freedom to decide who do I want to. And I think it's really important to check in with yourself constantly, like maybe who I want to be. I mean, obviously, who I want to be in five years is very different than who I wanted to be five years ago. Right. And so it's really important to continue to check in, like, what do I want to see? What don't I want to see in my future self? And how do I work toward being that person that I want to be? This is a good segue to the last quote that we have here from Eleanor Roosevelt. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die. 
and the choices we make are ultimately our own responsibility. And I think that right. what you were saying, that we get to decide what it is that we want to do, but it continues on. It just doesn't, we don't do it once and then, okay, we're, we're good to go for the rest of our lives. We continue to do this every single day, every single month, every single year. And who you were, like you said, five years ago might not be who you are five years down the road, but that's just the evolution of who you are as a person. And I think that's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah, you don't have to run from it. You can constantly check in and say, I really wanted this job for so long and I've been here for 16 years and, you know, maybe it's not <laughs> what I want anymore. And yeah, you see what I did there. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. See, that's, that's, this is why I like you being a co-host, all right? <laughs> I like this. Connect it back. But, yes. you know, you don't have to be mad that you change your mind because through each experience, you become a different person and, you just want to constantly make sure that that's the person that you want to be and know that at any time you can choose not to be that person anymore. And that's really a nice thing to realize because just remember that you are the person that's in control. And like Eleanor Roosevelt says, ultimately it's your own responsibility. Freedom of choice and the freedom to decide. So it's important. Yeah. So important. Well, hey, I think we're at the end of this episode. Ayla, do you have any final thoughts on self-determination, motivation, anything that we talked about today? Well, um, of course, I want to end with, like, how can we use this to love ourselves? And I think that once you, as you're working towards loving yourself, you're working towards giving yourself everything that you deserve. And with that, you need to make sure you're making the choices that align with those goals and those values that you have. So to love yourself, you need to make sure that you're sitting down and saying, what am I working towards or what am I currently doing? And is that in line with what I want to do? Um, and making sure that you make the choices to change that if, if necessary. And again, <laughs> just like the last episode, I ain't going to say nothing because that was perfect. I really perfect. do enjoy that. Hey, Ayla, thank you so much. I always love having you on this episode podcast i love doing the show with you and i think that we really dove into quite a bit about self-determination so it's awesome man yeah thank you and this was another great episode and um for those of you listening we do want to hear from you like we have mentioned before this is a conversation and we would love to hear what you think so leave us a comment on instagram or twitter at the ly foundation or on facebook the LY Foundation, and let us know what you thought about today's episode and what self-determination means. Also, please leave us a review of the Love Yourself Foundation podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. We really appreciate you spending your time with us. Love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.